I'm on the trolley from 1923, fully restored, you know. And the guy's driving it around and it makes various stops. And my son at the time was probably four years old. And the door opens and there's this morbidly obese gentleman. He's so, so big that when he got on the trolley, it literally went, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm not trying to make you laugh. I know, but that's funny. Okay, so he gets on the trolley. He's <sighs> he's so big, he's struggling to get up the stairs because right. this was made in a time where they weren't assuming that someone like him was going to have to go up the stairs. Okay, fair enough. As, as the man's climbing the stairs towards us, my son goes out loud, why is he so fat? That's why kids are great. And I go, oh, my God. And the only reason. And, you know, it, it, I'm from Chicago, so everybody knows me, so I'm, like, thinking, right. oh, my God, right? Oh, yeah. So the guy looks at me, he looks at my kid, and as he's passing by, and my son goes, why is he so fat? And then as the man goes, he looks at me, he goes, because I like to eat, kid. <laughs> so God bless him, you know what I mean? It could have been worse. He could have said, oh, my God. He could have said, because I like to eat kids. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I'm not going to keep ranting on this because a lot of people think I've done too much of it already. But people who enable by telling the lie that this is positivity or healthy at any size, I just want to say one more time, you have blood on your hands. You have blood on your hands because you it is not healthy especially at the incredible, I mean, the, the guy you're talking about, it's not that unusual to see, yes, I, I take your point about, like, yes, the world is getting fatter, but not to these levels we've taken it. I mean, the, it's one thing to be pleasantly plump, and it's one thing to be obese, but then once in a while, a building walks in the room, and you're like, how do you not stop and start to reverse even? when you're 400 yeah who, who is like that is a sickness that we are indulging and killing people that's not a time to like be oh you look great and you you don't or maybe you do but that's it but your body inside is not looking great and to then go well you know what i think i'll keep maybe i'll get to 500 if i if i can do. it's just so many things we label a disease, a sickness, I mean, things that didn't used to be, like alcoholism. Why not this? All right, welcome back on this uh, Tuesday. Memorial Day just passed, Memorial Day weekend. I hope you guys all enjoyed your weekend, had a nice long weekend. Hopefully, most of you got the day off and you're just kind of getting back to the grind today. Amazing that we give one day for the memory of soldiers that went out there and did their job as Americans, protected the country, and made sure that we remained free. And in just a couple of days, we're about to start a month-long celebration of gayness. I just don't... uh, (laughs) We're backwards here in the country. Uh, Soldiers get one day. uh, Gay people get a month. I don't know why they get a month. I don't know what they have done so uh, special for society what sacrifices that they have made, but for some odd reason, they get a whole month. That just shows you how backward things are. Uh, Getting into the whole fatness thing. Bill Mayer was talking to a lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins, uh, and they were having a long conversation and listening to it. uh, I listened to most of it. It was almost an hour long. I listened to most of it before I took that little cut out of it. Um, 
he, the guy seems reasonably normal, you know, from, uh, seems like, I, I don't know his personal life or nothing, but he seems like a reasonably normal guy. They're smashing pumpkins. If you're a fan of it, uh, telling that story about fat people and Bill Mayer jumps in and he starts talking about obese people, uh, people having blood on their hands. And I do agree with him. I, I can't say I agree with everything that Bill Mayer says, because I certainly don't, but this one particular item, and I am a fat person, and I still agree with him. Uh, and I think there's a blood on a lot of people's hands, as he stated. There, there is too much of this body positivity crap that's been being pushed on us for. It's not just recent. This isn't just the last four or five years. Uh, if you want to go all the way back to probably early 2000s, they began this. Because in the 1990s, when I was young, you know, in the 80s and the 90s, you know, skinny was the way it was. Skinny, healthy. Uh, and then that transitioned a little bit and it went from uh, skinny or healthy to what one could say uh, more of an athletic build or maybe just a little bit of extra weight. They weren't like anorexic looking thin. And then we've gone from that to we've slowly pushed it all the way up to where people are saying somebody like the size of Lizzo or Ashley Graham, like these are sex symbols and these girls are, these are big girls. <laughs> I mean, Lizzo bigger than Ashley Graham, but Ashley Graham, in my time, that was a big girl. Now, she may not be as big as Lizzo. Yeah, I'm still big. Uh, Lizzo is, is uh, she, Lizzo is on a pathway to death. Yeah, there's, there is no escaping it at that size. Um, when you get to a certain size, I would just ask people, especially young people that are into all this body positivity crap. Um, when you see somebody the size of Lizzo, do you see anybody that size that is in their 70s, in their 80s? No, hell no, you don't, because they're dead. <laughs> you don't see them. It's not that they don't exist. They're dead. Okay, They're dead because their body took as much as it can take, and it couldn't take anymore after 50 or 60 years, and it called it quits. Now, again, I said, I'm not calling you out for you to feel all bad, although I hope you kind of do, but uh, I'm just as bad as, as anybody else. I am equal to blame, but I don't push body positivity. I, mean, I know I'm fat and I got an issue that I got to I gotta lose a hundo. You know, I mean, that would be healthy for me. You're 400 pounds to get down to 300 pounds. That's a healthy weight for me at six foot four with a very large frame, 300 pounds, I'm not saying I'm crack thin, but at 300 pounds, uh, I might have a little bit of a belly left over. That's about it, because I've already been there, so I know what I'm going to look like at 300 pounds. I got an extra 100 pounds I don't need, which puts me in the obese category. Now, I go to my doctor regularly, and I'm checked. I don't have any medical issues from my weight, probably because I am a larger person. But structurally, I'm going to have problems from carrying that extra weight. I may not feel them today, although some of them are aggravated today. <laughs> but uh, in, in the future, long term, I'm going to wear my knees out and wear my hips out and wear my ankles out. So I may not be having some of the bigger problems. Maybe I'm not having heart problems or sugar problems and cholesterol problems, but I am going to have structural problems. It's inevitable. You're getting calcium buildup on everything, going to get arthritis, going to wear out the cartilage and everything, and eventually you're facing bigger operations, even if it is not life-threatening, structurally, you're going to have to go through some things to live your best life. I think it's important 
that we stress a healthy lifestyle. A healthy lifestyle is not being fat. It's not listening to society that's trying to convince you that somebody like Lizzo is a good size or a normal size or a healthy size. Bill Mayer said at one point during that conversation, you know, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. And that's all well and good. And I get that. Some guys like big, big girls. I mean, that's their thing. Other guys don't. You know, I would be on the opposite end of that. I don't do the big girl thing. I never did since I was younger. That's just not what is attractive to my eyes. I'm not apologetic for it. Just don't like fat chicks. Okay. Some guys do. Some guys are all over it. There was a guy I used to work with that the fatter, the better. I mean, I mean, you could be uh, literally, they could roll you down the street and, and him, he is in love with you. Okay. <laughs> and that's his thing. Okay. <laughs> Me and him are polar opposites is what it is, but it, they're not being truthful with you. This is like a COVID situation with the science. Just because you want to feel good about yourself and they tell people that they shouldn't be shaming you because of your weight does not mean that it is good for you. It's actually bad for you. We're having such a problem here in the United States. Our obesity uh, prevalence is up to 41.9% from in 2020. And remember, this, this is actually right around 2021. All these... Statistics I'm about to give you, they're old, and they're probably getting worse because they continue to push this crap. From the year 1999 to 2000, uh, and then through 2017, we have increased from obesity being at 30.5% to 41.9%. That is a huge increase. I mean, you're talking over 11% difference in just a short span of time. And I mean, you, you're going to go, well, Joe, 11% is not that bad. Okay. 330 million people. What is 11% of that? <laughs> That's good. It gets real bad. Okay. You're, you're, it's not, not looking real good. Do your math. 36 million people. A lot of people. <laughs> More than in the entire state of Florida. A lot of people that in a short 20 years, I know that people think 20 years is a long time, and depending on how old you are, you're like, oh, man, I'm only 19. That's my whole life. Listen, 20 years goes by fast. Yeah, my oldest is 21. I can't even tell you how it's like I blinked and she turned 21. I mean, time goes fast. The older you get, time, it doesn't slow down for anybody. But that's a hell of an increase. That is a hell of an increase. I, when I was younger, we pushed a healthy lifestyle. Eat healthy. Pay attention to what you're eating. Watch this. Work out. The big push in schools, which I'm not a firm believer in schools, but big push for big, big push for getting kids out, getting kids moving. They need a certain amount of exercise a day. Work their heart out. Work their body out. Burn the calories. Healthy lifestyle. We have gotten completely away from that. Okay, right now obesity reigns supreme. You're talking about almost 50% of the United States is in the obese category. Uh, you walk around, you really start paying attention. How many truly thin people do you see anymore? You know, if anything, you know, what you would consider thin now is somebody that back then we would call fat, you know, because they're chubby now. And there's not that many thin people left. You know, I mean, we're getting to a point where it's almost 50 50. That, that's scary in itself. Some of the problems that you get from obesity, you know, you're going to have stuff like heart disease, stroke. Type two diabetes, certain types of cancers get you when you're that when when you get that big, and being fat, it's one of the uh, uh, that's one of the easiest ways to have a premature death. Like I just said, you don't see people of that size in their later years in life. Not to mention, if you're fat, the annual cost as of 2019 in the United States, 
It cost the uh, out-of-tax money $173 billion. Okay? To the individual, you're spending $1,900 more annually to take care of yourself medically, and that's between doctor's visits, medications, and anything else that may arise because you're too heavy. This is a serious problem in the United States. I don't think it's addressed as much as it should be. There should be more people addressing this because it is a serious issue. When we're getting to the point where 50% of America, we're talking about cut three, 330 and a half, you know, you're getting close to, I mean, we're not there yet, but you're going to tell me in a few short years, another 10 years, it's going to be 50-50. We're going to have 175 if you get, because the population is going to grow. So we'll probably be around 350 million people. You know what, 175 uh, million people that are in the obese category. Obese, you got to be 100 pounds overweight. Over that, you're super obese or whatever the hell it is. I mean, you certainly don't want to get to that point. You don't want to be obese, let alone get to super morbid obese or whatever the hell it's called. Okay. I would advise you, just like myself, I'm working on myself. I have been. I'm trying to get the 100 pounds off. I've been doing well. It's not a real fast process, but uh, being in participating in particular sports that require you to eat certain ways, you know the correct way to lose weight, and you know what you should and should not be losing weekly. Now, these crash diets where you're losing 5, 10 pounds a week, and you lost 30 pounds in a month, and the next month you lost another 20 pounds, those crash diets, yes, you may see a quick result. Yes, you may be happy. Look, I lost 45 pounds, but they're not sustainable because as soon as you go back off of them, you gain the weight back. What I'm doing, it's a slower process. I lose probably a pound to two pounds a week. It's a change in lifestyle. It's altering the way you eat. It's altering the portion sizes. And ultimately, it's easy to maintain because by the time you get to the point where your body levels out, you don't know any different. You haven't restricted yourself in a way that's like, oh, okay, I've lost the weight. Now I'm going to go back to eating reckless the way I want to eat. No, you're just at a point where that's just how you eat. So it's easy to keep it off. But people, you need to learn to live and especially for the young kids coming up, they got to learn to live a healthy lifestyle. You know, substitute food out. They're going looking for a snack. Here, eat this. It's fruit. Eat the fruit, man. It's got fibers. It's got vitamins. It's got everything you need. Eat that. It's sweet. It tastes good. Especially in this time of year coming up when it's summertime and it's hot outside. It's an easy substitute rather than eating some gummy crap that they're going to go eat or some uh, cheese. Um, they're all good. You know, but but eating those little cheese uh, crackers and here, eat the bowl of fruit, man. Eat the fruit. It's going to hydrate you. It's going to be sweet. It's going to taste good. And then at the end of the day, you know, I substituted a crappy carb filled processed bull crap food with something that is fresh and natural and that tastes good and, and has more a lot more benefits to it than what you ate. And I think it's important that we stay on top of this weight issue and uh, pay attention to it. Because, you know, you one can make the argument that they want you to get fatter for a m- many different reasons. You know, one would be, look at the money that you're spending in medical costs. They're making money on you. The drug companies are making money on you. The doctors are making money on you. The second one could be population control. control. People can make that argument that says that you're having so many people drop out because they're fat and it's population control. Because they can't honestly sit there you can't say somebody like a Lizzo. I know I'm picking on her, but I think the reason I'm picking on her at the moment is because I saw that they're going to put her in Star Wars. And so, naturally, my instinct was, oh, what, is she going to be Jabba the Hutt? <laughs> Sorry. His wife. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I, I, I'm picking on her a little bit. But you, somebody like her, 
there is no argument that you can make that she is a healthy and be attractive. I don't care what her face looks like. I don't care. I don't care anything else about her. You can't sit there and honestly make that argument. Okay. The biggest one is that she's healthy. The looks are secondary to that. You know, you, you, you look horrible because of how heavy you are, but health wise, my God, your body's probably screaming right now at you. Yeah, and they're trying to get you to think it's okay to be like that. That's why you could make arguments on conspiracy theories about population control and everything else. It, th- there can be some truth to it because you can Otherwise, what is the end result of this other than the drug companies? If that's the end game, man, they're doing a good job. But if, it, but what is the other? What what is the added bonus for them? Because there's always more to it than that. Why make everybody fat? Why make everybody lazy? There's got to be something more. I mean, socialism, that's would be part of it. I don't know about the fat part because you're going to starve, but the lazy part might be right. All right, let's get into the debt ceiling. Okay, uh, once again, that there is no surprise here. Broke over the weekend that there was some deal that was being put together uh, by McCarthy and, and, and Biden, and they were going to agree on some stuff. Now, there's no guarantee that the House is still going to vote for this and that the Senate will pass the Senate, so it still has to make its way through Congress to see how it goes to make it to Joe Biden's desk. The big fear is uh, defaulting on the debt, which we've already talked about. That's just a fear tactic. I wouldn't worry too much about that. But what I would like to say is that you guys know that I have not been a fan of Kevin McCarthy. I think that Kevin McCarthy is a snake. I think he's a rhino. I do not trust him. And being proven correct. And if you felt the same way that I do, you have been proven correct. He sold us out once again because they did not, uh, in this new deal, they did not remove, because Joe Biden wouldn't have it, the 87,000 new IRS agents. So that's still going to be in this new deal, part of the raising the ceiling. Uh, The massive IRA green subsidies, they didn't get rid of those as they were supposed to. The 400 billion student loan restriction program, they didn't get rid of that. Um, and it does, and they were supposed to freeze spending to fiscal year 2022 levels, which I mean, we should be going back. We talked about this too. We should be going back even further than that. But even at that, over the course of the next 10 years, what was supposed to happen was it was going to be a cap on everything that Biden could do. And over the course of the next 10 years, instead of the debt raising, we would eliminate potentially $4 trillion worth of debt in the course of 10 years. Now, I said that that's not enough, and I think we can all agree on that that's not enough. It doesn't get debt down fast enough. However, at least it's a step in the right direction. So next time negotiations come up, maybe some more can be hacked off the table, and we could keep the debt moving in a positive direction, which is eliminating it. Well, McCarthy got rid of all that. So everything that McCarthy is doing is to the benefit of the Democratic Party, once again. I mean, not a big surprise. They do this every single time. They took it down to the wire, like they do, and out of desperation, now we're going to sit here and we're going to try to make a deal real quick. They make a deal, him and Biden, and now you got to see if you can get it through the House. You, This is the time where you need to see what the people you voted in are made of. If they vote for this crap then you know that they need to be removed. They should not be representing your district. They should not be representing you at all. They shouldn't be representing the American people. You have to pay attention. Your House members, pay attention. Who is for it and who is against it? You know, there was a lot of bigger name people, Marjorie Taylor Greene specifically, that was for McCarthy. There were a lot of people against McCarthy. 
Are they going to vote against this new bill? And they should. They should absolutely vote against this. We, you finally have the Democrats where you want them. Show a little bit of backbone. Show a little bit of strength. Stand in there and say, no, we're doing it this way. Okay, I, I may compromise with this tiny thing here or there, but at the end of the day, look, this is what we're presenting you. This is the deal that we're offering. Take the deal, or when the default comes, we're going to blame it on you, and it's going to look bad for you. You finally had them on the ropes. And once again, like I tweeted out, the GOP is doing what the GOP does best. The GOP is bending over and spreading them and taking everything the Democratic Party is going to ram right up their Jackson. Accountability. This is why we need to hold these people accountable. They're not doing us any favors. This is where the rubber meets the road. You have to figure out who is going to vote for this and who's going to vote against it. I can assure you that the people that are going to vote for this, they are not your friends. They do not represent you. They are only interested in themselves. They are not interested in helping this country. They vote against it, then they're probably solid enough to take a stand. If anybody in your district, if your your house person that you vote for, if that if they vote for this, you need to seriously look at the next time that the election comes up at getting them removed. They don't represent you. They're, they are working against you. We are continuing to increase our debt. The debt will now go up $4 trillion over the course of the next 10 years. Instead of going down, we're going to continue to spend. We're going to continue to put our nation in debt. Uh, theoretically, within the next 10 years, we will be at $35 trillion worth of debt. Debt we will never climb out of. Like I said, $4 billion prior to the, or $4 trillion prior to this was at least a move in the right direction. Certainly not enough, but at least we are, instead of it going, getting worse, we're starting to rein it back in. It's not great, but at least we're moving down a pathway of, okay, we're starting to get eliminated and we can continue to push forward. And hopefully one day, maybe in the future, we can get this down to a level where it's a sustainable level. Kevin McCarthy sold us out, not that I am surprised. Believe me, there's nothing that he did there that surprises me. He did exactly as I thought he was going to do. They ran it down to the end, and then in the end, he makes a concession. He wants to go around and tout like it's a win because he got this or that little thing. I think what people are most concerned with are the, are the biggest items he didn't, get, he, didn't get, he didn't take care of for us. Didn't they make a rule? I know you remember. I think it was, what, five members to remove him as the uh, speaker? Well, I, I hope somebody calls for that and removes him and we get a new speaker. He is not representing us the right way. I don't like McCarthy. I don't. Uh, I think that was a bad choice of Trump's to back him. He backs McCarthy and McCarthy's no good to me. And anybody that's going to stand up and stand in there and say that this deal is a solid deal, I'd be very leery of that person. And we need to make sure they get voted out. So once again, we have been sold out by the GOP. It's more of a uniparty up there. They're all working together, enriching themselves, keeping the power for themselves, and don't really give a damn what the American people have to say because, unfortunately, most people don't pay attention these days. You ever watch those videos where they go around and they talk to young kids? Uh, Anything to do with 
politics or anything. All, all they know are the talking points that they are being fed from mainstream media. They don't know anything more than that. They are uninterested. They're more interested in their party life, in their social life. They have short attention spans, and they don't take the time that is required to understand and know these things, which will only benefit them in the future. Most of them now don't care. So it's easy for these politicians to do what they do, stay in power, fool everybody, because no one's really paying attention anyway, so they don't really have to answer any tough questions. They're not answering to anybody. They're answering to themselves. Makes you sick, doesn't it? All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview I did yesterday. Uh, Joseph uh, Benami, he was a lot of fun to talk to. Super nice guy. I talked to him a little bit before, a little bit afterwards. So, spectacular guy to talk to. Uh, enjoyed the time with him. So I hope you uh, appreciated that. I know it was a little bit long. Um, some people have been suggesting I raise my show up to an hour long. And uh, as much as I may like to do that, and potentially if I go live, uh, which the intention is when things get situated here for me, I will be going live, and then the live will spill over to be the podcast. I will be doing an hour show, but that is uh, that's a little bit distant in the future right now because i got to make sure I have all the right equipment and other things got to get straightened out first. But it is, it is a lot of time uh, to do that with a full-time 40 to 50-hour a week job. So I will do the best that I can, but uh, I enjoy this, so I'll see. I'll figure out a way to make it happen. Um, beyond that, uh, I do hope you had a wonderful weekend. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. That's always a great help to me. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section, send me a message. Have a beautiful Tuesday. We will do it again tomorrow.